Okay. So yesterday morning, the discourse on that night, the king's sleep was disturbed, and we we learned that the meaning of the king's sleep is not the king in the central sun only, but the king refers to the king of the world. And the reason why the king was, so to speak, asleep was because the Jewish people were in a state of sleep. That they weren't, um, when you're asleep, you don't see, you don't hear. Um, so to spiritually, Jewish people were uh, not cognizant of, the Torah says, should be cognizant of the one who created the world. You should be listening to Hashem al-Kin, Hashem al-Kin, you should, you should, that, that should be the way you see everything. That should be the lens through which you see the world. So at that time, the Jewish people were asleep, and that caused, so to speak, in Shemayim, that, that Hashem, um, so to speak, um, acted in a way that he was asleep, and that you didn't see in the world how Hashem's plan, according to the Torah, was being fulfilled. On the contrary, it looked like he was asleep, it looked like things weren't going towards the way, way Hashem planned, that the Jewish people should be atavachatonikolami, they were chosen from all nations, Hashem exalts us. So what changed things was our Messias Nefesh, our total devotion to Hashem, beyond logic and reason, that um, that devotion to Hashem triggered also uh, on high that the king's sleep was disturbed, that Hashem revealed how we are indeed his heart, and he is our heart, and um by us revealing how our heart is Hashem, that revealed how the Jewish people are the heart of Hashem and, and the miracle when the salvation came. Now, the Rebbe continues now and explores the following verses of that same sentence. I am asleep, but my heart is awake. Let's go. Let's go. After the verse says, I am asleep, but my heart is awake. The Torah continues in Song of Psalms and says like this, the voice of my beloved is knocking and saying, please open up for me, my sister, my bride, my dove, my complete one. What this means is the word my beloved, Dodi, means love. And this is the Avarabo, the great infinite love that comes from the essence of godliness, the essence of Hashem, and this love extends to the essence of the soul in this world. That despite the fact that a Jew has sinned and blemished and gone off the road, and he's missing all levels of the soul. He's not doing anything he's supposed to do. And he's, he's now missing whatever he is meant to have. All of the different levels of relationship he's meant to have with the Eivishter, he's missing all that. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Not only is he not called Hashem's complete one, not only is he not called my dove, not only is he not called my bride, but he's not even called my sister, as we're going to explain what these levels are. So my beloved, therefore, knocks on the door and he cries and he says, Pizchili, open up for me. This is because of the love of Hashem's essence. As it says in the Torah, I love you, says Hashem. But although Esau is a brother to Yaakov, but it seems that at this moment they are at the same level, or they're at the same, they're right, right now they are in the same circumstance, they look the same. Nevertheless, although Esau is a brother to, is a brother to Yaakov, and it looks like they're the same, nevertheless, Hashem says, I love Yaakov and I hate Esau. 
So that's the reason why Hashem is knocking the door. It seems that we've lost everything lovable about us. We're not his dove. We're not his complete one. We're not any of those things. And what happens instead is that Hashem knocks on the door and cries, please open up for me anyways. Please. In other words, we've closed the door completely. We haven't let him in in any way, not to be his dove, not to be his complete, well, not even to be his sisters. So we'll see what that means. And we're just like Esau, it seems. And Hashem says, I just want you to open up for me. I love you anyways, and I want you to open up. So the verse continues and says, with the, when the voice of my beloved knocks, he asks, please open up, open up for me. What's the meaning of open up for me? The Talmud says, Hashem is saying, open up for me the size of, the size of a needle, and I will open up for you the size of the entrance of the Ulam, which, which was a huge entrance in the Talmud. So there's two different texts in the Talmud, in Hashem's statement. One text reads, open up for me like the hole that's in the needle. Hashem says, I want you to open up for me, open up for me the same uh, width and length as the hole that's in the needle that allows these thread to go through it. But the text that's brought in Hasidic discourses is open up for me, open up for me the same size, not as the hole that's in the needle, but open up for me the size of the point of the needle. The difference between the hole that's in the needle and the point of the needle is that the hole that's in the needle has some kind of an area. Because this thread has to go through that hole, so despite the fact the thread is very small, and very thin, yet there's still some area that's needed that for the needle to have in order for the thread to go through it. But the point of the needle is, is has no area whatsoever. The needle, the body of the needle gets smaller and smaller until it reaches the end of the needle where there all there is is a, a point. It's like a ge- geometric point. There's nothing smaller than this point the next step after this size is zero. So that's the reason why the point of the needle emphasizes and highlights the idea of Mr. Nefesh, of total devotion, devotion to Hashem. There's no area, there's no sense of, of hisrachos. There's no sense of, of um, I will use the word comfort. There's no sense of, it's not comfortable. It's not in any way um, the idea of the, the area means there's something that you could um, something that you could stand on in some way. The other point is that there's, there's nothing to stand on. If it ever explains, there's no explanation and understanding in the intelligence that's in the mind. There's no explanation in the feelings in the heart. There's no explanation whatsoever. Rather, all there is is a point without any length, without any depth, without any width. This means, the idea of the point of the needle is that there's a total devotion that he gives himself completely over without any sense of espashtas, without any, any sense of self. It's just, a, 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 all there is is devotion to him without any sense of self. Espashtas means literally to spread. So, 
maybe like we were learning earlier on this week about how our faith in Hashem has to spread and envelop what you think and what you feel. So let's talk about before it extends anywhere. We were learning the discourse this week how that's a that's a um, a that that that's a um, the fact that your faith your faith in Hashem doesn't spread anywhere. That's something that's negative. Your faith is supposed to envelop you. On the other hand, if it doesn't envelop you, the kind of devotion you'll need is much greater. In the initial step towards Hashem, where there's no understanding, there's no feeling, so that step is a is a big one. There's no, there's nothing in you that's going along. It hasn't hasn't reached your mind and heart in any way. And all there is is total devotion. However, this is the this in this point you you put your whole being your whole essence and you put every other part of yourself into that point meaning your mind and your heart and your core aren't outside of this point in this devotion to hashem in this in this movement of devotion to hashem there's nothing in you that isn't part of it although it hasn't um not you can explain it in your mind or in your heart in any way it's it, it's it's just about devotion however in this devotion what's present in this devotion every fiber of your being you, you could have a scenario where you're devoted because it makes sense you're devoted because you love but in this in this initial step where Hashem says open up for me like the point of a needle He's asking, he's asking the Jew to turn to him without anything, without anything that the Jew has to turn. All he has to turn is his very core. But despite the fact that he's just turning with his very essence of his very core, and it's not about his heart and mind, yet the whole person turns. I don't know if this is so relevant, but I'm thinking of the story that Samach Tzedek, where the Alter Rebbe is Asking the Tzemach Tzedek, where is grandfather? Tzemach Tzedek points to the altar of his beard. He says, no, that's grandfather's beard. Where's your grandfather? So he points to his uh, old parts of the altar of his face. He says, no, that's altar of his eyes. That's Zayda's ears. Then Tzemach Tzedek went to hide somewhere. And then he called out Zayda, called out grandfather. And then the altar said, yeah. So Tzemach Tzedek said, that's grandfather. So in a similar way, when the, when the Abishra turns to a Jew and says to a Jew, open up for me. So the response of the Jew to Hashem is, 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 to, is a total one. The whole Jew turns to Hashem. It, it's not that, that he turns to Hashem uh, with something that he knows, but there's, there, in, that, in that turning to Hashem, there's, there's his whole being. This is how it's near what we were talking about. What? We near the conversation included that we were talking before. He's talking about Yeah, he was talking about how uh, would it be that we could be forgiven for the sin of the goal we have. But, so I imagine you, you're saying it's from our essence. It's not that we have any material gifts to, gifts to give him or any words we can say, anything at all. It's the point of a needle. So it's all that's left. It's a bit. It's, it's necessary to turn back to him. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's the essence. It's the essence of Jewish turning. And this, this, and this point makes a whole 
in the iron wall that separates us from the Jewish people and Hashem. That's the meaning of the words that Hashem says, please, please open up for me. But through this, by you open up for me, Hashem says, I will, I'll be, I will open up for you like the entrance of the ulam. As we'll see later on, the ulam had no doors. So, but the simple meaning of the ulam is, ulam is a huge entrance. Make them open up a little bit, Hashem says, and I'll open up for you in a much bigger way. And the Torah then continues in this verse and says, how do you get to the entrance of the ulam? The ent- at the entrance the Jew makes, the opening he makes, then Hashem says, my sister, my bride, my dove, my complete one. Those are all stages in reaching this, this open heart relationship with Hashem, like the size of the Ula. The, but it starts off with, open up for me like the size of a needle. Okay. This means is, as explained in the, in the mind of the Alter Rebbe, the way it is printed in the uh, version of Rapinchas Rezis, which is a little different, the way it's printed. Mukhud Torah, al explains that my sister refers to serving Hashem because of the natural love that we possess. Just like the love of a brother and sister, that their love and their bond. The word sister in Hebrew also comes from the word a knot, a certain kind of knot, a powerful knot. So the love of a brother and sister for each other does not, is not something that needs an explanation. It's not something that needs to be understood, not something that needs to be proven, but this is something that's natural. And so too, in the first step in serving Hashem, when a person does not have anything other than his devotion to Hashem, which has now placed him from one extreme to another, it has now moved him from one place to another. So he has to start from the very lowest of places it means he has to arouse in himself the natural love he has for Hashem, the hidden love that all Jews have that we that was bequeathed to us by our ancestors, from Avram Avinu, who was the first. That's the meaning of a love of a brother and sister, the natural love. After a Jew opens up for Hashem, step one is to arouse the inner love that every Jew possesses for Hashem. Another point about this, it says in the Medrash, who is called a sister, Avram Avinu is called a sister. Why is it called a sister? Because again, the word sister means a bond, a a connection. Avram connected all of the people in this world with Hashem. That means, first of all, Avram Avinu connected the world with Hashem. As the Torah says, Avram Avinu called out in the name of Hashem, Kel Olam. Literally, those words are not God of the world, but God world. That means that the way that Avram connected the world with godliness was not that the world is in one place and Hashem is the God of the world. Rather, it's in a way of God world, which means that the entire being of the world, the whole existence of the world, is the godliness that's in it. That's what Avram, you know, um, he revealed to people. That's the way he behaved. That's the way, what, what, he, what he achieved. He revealed in the world how the world's not a separate entity and rather godliness is the real reality of the world. As Chassiz explains in Shayuch Muna and in other discourses in Chassidus, it's explained at more length that without the power of Hashem in creation, that means that if it would, the, the energy of Hashem 
we depart from the heavens and the earth, the word of Hashem that's animating and creating of them, if it would depart, the Torah says that the word of Hashem is what makes the heavens. And with the spirit of Hashem's lips, all the hosts of heavens are created. So if that word would depart from them, the heavens and earth would stop to exist and they would be in the same state as they were before creation. So this understood that every moment there has to be a renewal of creation. And it says, in, in our, what we say in our prayers, that Hashem renews with his goodness every day constantly creation. When it said, although the words in the, in the our prayers are he renews every day, but Shulchan says that's only because it's more noticeable how Hashem creates the world every day. But really, creation happens every single moment. So the, the words of Hashem have to be here in order for the creation to exist. And if the words of Hashem would depart, they would stop to, the creation would stop to exist. Rebbe now goes into a deeper analysis into the same uh, statement. Thank you, uh, Rabbi Zalmi Shemtov, who gave me some insight in the next uh, part of the discourse. Rebbe goes into the, discussing the, um, the verse Everything that Hashem wants, He created. Um, the creation of, of the world comes from the desire of Hashem. It's the true existence of creation is from Hashem's desire. There's a difference between desire and other soul powers. All other soul powers, they are a thing. They're not the soul itself, they're a tool the soul uses. And therefore, their impact is in a way that whatever they create remains and exists. Like, for example, when you discover a new idea, after you have stopped working on this idea, your novel achievement has, is, still, is still there. You still now know something new. And so, too, with the feelings in your heart, when you express love or the opposite, when you do kindness to someone, not just you do, you do an act of kindness, but just the very fact that you feel love for someone, you give them in a way that they feel your love. So even though um, you're not showing that love anymore, you've gone, they're, they're not around you anymore. But that feeling that they have stays with them the whole day. So that's because love is a thing, kindness is a thing, and therefore when it, when it affects, it stays. But desire is not any ent an entity for itself. What is desire? Desire is the movement of the soul. And therefore, it cannot create something to exist independently of desire. Just like desire is not, the, is not all other soul powers are a thing. And when they stop working, there's still something that they've created, something that they've done. Desire is not a thing. Desire means the soul is drawn to something. When we say the soul desires, what that means is the nefesh tzitzich. The nefesh is drawn somewhere. Therefore, desire does not cause there to, just like desire isn't a thing, desire doesn't create anything. As long as the desire, you have a desire for something, so then the desire triggers something, triggers something to happen. But when, once the desire stops, that thing stops to exist. Just like when you stop desiring something, your soul is no longer drawn in that direction. So too, your desire motivated your, um, 
motivated you to learn something. To, uh, you want to learn a certain subject or a certain you, you're interested in the subject. So although your mind is creating an, an idea, now that idea stays, but you're no longer thinking, no longer focused on the idea once you stop wanting to think about it. Desire causes um, movement, but that movement is with the desires. As long as the desire is there, the thing that that movement is there. Once the desire stops, the movement is no, no longer there and, and nothing remains. Desire is, it isn't a thing, it's a soul itself being drawn somewhere. And therefore what desire does is also um, doesn't cause it to be a separate entity to exist. And so too, regarding Hashem's desire for creation, that the physical existence comes from the desire of Hashem. And so um, with the removal of Hashem's desire for creation, there is no entity of creation. Hashem will... Uh, Go a little more into it uh, tomorrow. We continue. Very special care.